I'm not talking about moving in. And I don't want to change your life. But there's a warm wind blowing the stars around. <laughs> and I'd really love to see you tonight. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Disco Inferno, the podcast. This is Sam, as you already know. Alongside me is Logan. How we doing? I am doing very well. It's been quite a while since we've been in the booth here, huh? It has been way too long since we've last been in the studio. To give everyone kind of a background, it's probably been at least a month since we recorded with Petra and Summer. Pretty close to it, at least. Yeah, pretty close. We've been busy. I haven't been able to make it up here. Logan's been busy doing his own thing, and we've been on that grind, baby. That we have, but now we're back. We are back. We're excited to bring you a new episode. And what's been going on lately? It's actually been a while since I've even seen Logan. I mean, we talk pretty much every day, but seeing him in the flesh, it's been a while. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, we had the, the Memorial Day holiday. So there was that, you know, I went home for a little bit, got some, got some nice sunshine. I actually poured that weekend, but we were outside slaving away, doing some yard work, that kind of good stuff, getting ready for the spring. Um, you know, other than that, it's kind of mostly been the same old, I would say Boston is finally reopened though from COVID. That is a huge difference between the last time recorded and recording now. Boston has fully opened to 100% capacity for everything. And let me tell you, it is mayhem out there. I have yet to actually go out and do that much stuff. But from the sounds of it, it sounds like, Logan, you went out this past weekend. Yeah, I went out to the legendary Hong Kong, for those of you who know it. Oh, yeah. I. It's funny. It's not even that special of a bar, I wouldn't say. Don't talk down on Hong Kong like that. You know, when you look at the options, though, it's like, you know, there's a lot of other things you could go, other places you could go hang out, drink, do whatever. Hong Kong is like a very divey. I mean, we're talking $1 chicken on a stick. Who knows Mm -hmm. if that's chicken? Mm -hmm. I've never tasted it, but I would imagine that it is delicious. Uh, $1.50 for beef. I didn't even know that was an option. But uh, give me the beef, baby. um, Anyways. Every time I've been there, it has been an absolute blast. Some karaoke. Oh, um, nice. I did get up there. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. What oh, song yeah. did you go with? Uh, me and one of my old high school friends, we got up there and did the classic No Air, Jordan Sparks, Chris Whoa. Brown duet. Wow. Okay. You could say it got the people going. I think they, they were playing it smart, though, where they had the mic pretty much turned off once the bar was filled up, so oh, you yeah. couldn't actually hear the people singing, so it was just... Basically, the two of us and our whole friend group was, you know, right in front of the stage. Gotcha. Kind of just screaming, doing their thing. But this might come as a surprise to the audience, but I have never been to Hong Kong. Not once in my life. That actually doesn't surprise me because I don't think we ever really went there in college. I don't remember ever hearing you or our friends saying, oh, we're going to Hong Kong. I think there was really only one time we went, and it was for, I think, Cinco de Mayo. It was kind of like a bar crawl, and we ended up there. And we actually, we did have a blast that time, too. Hong Hong Kong and Cinco de Mayo. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, a bit of a mix there. No, I'm sure contradictory, but uh, oh, it was awesome. Oh yeah, it was awesome. But most of my Hong Kong experience have come after school. What was the crowd like at Hong Kong this past weekend? It was. We actually went kind of early. We probably got there at like, I don't know, nine nine thirty. So it was pretty quiet when we got there. The upstairs wasn't open. Um, then after, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, people started showing up and we stayed probably till about midnight. And when we walked out, there was full line out the door. The downstairs was packed. We never went upstairs, but I kept seeing people go upstairs. So I think things were back. They were back in full fashion. Boston is back, baby. You heard it here first. I'm excited to get up sometime. I've been working pretty much almost every day the past month. Well, my days off are usually like a Monday or Tuesday or some weird day like that. Not really the best time to go rip the bars of Boston, but I will be back one day. That's right. You know, the grind never stops. We got some birthdays coming up. So, you know, you never know when you might see me lurking around the streets of Boston. This is true. This is true. But yeah, that's that's all exciting stuff. I, like I said, I've pretty much been working most of this past month, nothing crazy going on. Haven't really gone out, done anything. I have been working on a comfort challenge, which uh, Logan knows about, and we're going to have a, dis- a uh, episode on this later down the road, but I am not really going to talk about it right now. It does not involve dating, but let's just say it's been a long time in the making for this to happen in my life, and we're coming back, and that's all I'm going to give as a teaser for now. I really want to share more, but we can't. Not yet. It's coming soon. All I'm saying is Logan is also going to be involved, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So that's kind of pretty much everything that we've been up to this past month. It did take me forever to upload the Petra and Summer episode, so I apologize for all of our loyal fans for waiting, but it got done. It's a great episode. Go check it out if you haven't listened yet. But we got... I've been brewing a lot of ideas for this podcast, and I'm just throwing this out there for the audience, and I'm throwing this out there to Logan as well. So one thing from here on out that I kind of want feedback on from the audience is any sort of comfort challenges that you want us to do. I'm very open to a lot of different things, and like I said, usually comfort challenges are something that will help us grow in some sort of way, and they can be stupid, they can be silly, they can be fun. If there's something that you've always tried to do, but you're either too embarrassed to give it a try or you've been too scared to give it a try, let me know. I'll try to see if I can make it happen. And yeah, that's kind of one of the things that I wanted to get you guys more involved in. Um, If anybody ever wants to come on the podcast, just let me know because we're more than happy to bring more guests on. We actually want to bring more guests on. Well, actually, I didn't consult this with Logan, but I do want to bring more guests on. Yes, we definitely want to get more people on. And so for our listeners, what is the best way to get in contact with us? If you know me personally, you can just text me. If not, hit us up on Disco Inferno, the podcast on Instagram. Hit us with a DM. I will read it. Will I respond? Maybe, maybe not, but I will definitely read it. And yeah, we, the more people that we have come on the podcast, the better. I think it would just be a lot of fun to bring some people on you know, talk some stories over, see if they're doing anything, pushing their comfort level or not. Just trying to make this a very familial type of situation, you know? Listen, we want everyone to grow with us. So 
if you're looking to do that, hop in on the action. I also want people's feedback on whether or not you would want a video podcast to go along with this. We actually intended for this to be a video podcast, but we're working with iPhones as our cameras and neither of us have storage and we have a lot of stuff on our phones that's going to take a while for me to delete. So maybe one day we'll have a video podcast. Maybe you'll see us posting TikTok clips, Instagram reels, perhaps. You never know. You do never know. We did copy an Instagram reel from this lady that had Ben Affleck DMing her or something like that. It got like 16,000 views or something stupid like that, that we, <laughs> that we reposted. Didn't get any follows out of it though. No follows, but it really boosted my ego a little bit for the podcast. It was pretty sick. And oh yeah, one thing I've been toying around with, I haven't even told, told you yet, Logan, I might be making a few uh, merch purchases for Disco Inferno, the podcast. Oh my. So if anyone wants to design anything, let me know. If anyone is kind of intrigued on any sort of Disco Inferno merch, let me know. Hit us in the DM, slide in that, and we can go from there. And in terms of other creative things, I haven't really thought of too much other creative things for the podcast, but we got some things moving. Those will come in due time. So that is a general overview of what we've been up to, podcast, stuff we're going to do in the future of the podcast. I got some good ideas for more comfort challenges coming our way, at least my direction. I'm sure Logan has a couple things brewing on his end, and we're going to just keep on going from there. That's right. Enough of the chit chat. Let's get back to what you guys really want to listen to. This episode is going to be all about our second double date. That's right. We did go on a second one. Well, this was kind of in the works after the first, no? If if the listeners remember, double date number two actually stemmed from the young lady who reached out to Sam while we were on our way to double date number one. That is correct. So the people that we went on double date number two with was exactly that girl and her friend. Let me just give you a little bit of a background how we got to this situation, okay? So she was texting me texting me back and forth that night as we were on the way to Dylan's to meet up with Petra and Summer. And I pretty much told her, like, okay, like, um, clearly she's interested. Just let us know whenever you want to go on a date, whatnot. And actually, it might have been that night. I can't remember if it was that night or the next day, but she pretty much said, hey, I went out to dinner with one of my friends. And she said that she's totally down to go on the double date. So I texted Logan. I was like, Logan, you want to do this? He's like, sure, let's do it. So I was like, great. I text her back. I'm like, let's get this rolling. And this was a big green flag. This whole texting conversation from here on out, because she was on top of her stuff. Let me tell you, if I have never dealt with anyone so on top of her stuff in my entire life. So immediately... You know, the creative juices are flowing. I'm starting to try to figure out the logistics of how everything's going to happen. And this girl, she doesn't live in Boston. She lives about 45 minutes away from Boston. So I was like, okay, first off, we don't want a situation where there are no Ubers in Boston. Like we had to walk home from our first double date. Tragic, tragic. So that was kind of something I wanted to plan on both of our ends. And of course, you know, being the gentleman that we are, we are, of course, not taking them home like that. No way. You know what I mean? So we, I pretty much wanted to make sure that they either had a ride if they were coming to Boston or we even offered to go up there. So I shot her a text. I'm like, hey, 
here's the deal. There's not that many Ubers in Boston right now. Um, just want to make sure that you guys, if you want to come to Boston, great. Just make sure that you either have a ride or like you get back to the train station in time, whatever. Or we can come up there. She's like, oh, no, we can come down there. I'm like, okay, cool. What days work for you? Immediately, she sends me a text of like 10 different dates that work for her and her friend scattered across the month. She's like, any of these dates work. Just let us know. We'll block it off. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. This you, is so easy. You can tell this girl's a business girl. She's got the Outlook calendar dialed up. Oh, you know, yeah. What days are you free? Let me check. Boom, here they are. And she's texting back fast. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah, she was very responsive. After that, I was like, okay, great. So we got the date. We um, figured out it's going to be in Boston. So I hit her with the, what do you want to do? Immediately hits me with the, oh, let's go to this place. Lolita's in the seaport. Actually, I just booked the reservation for you guys. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, this is unreal. I got to do no work. After striking out so many times and all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, we'll plan this for you. Here you go. It was it was pretty refreshing. No. Oh, it was awesome. She's like, yeah, this is great. I like the spot. Uh, I'm not sure if her friend had ever been there, but clearly she liked the spot. It was easy for her to drive there. I mean, just flawless execution on her part. So automatically, green flags flying everywhere. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, don't have to worry about anything. Some might say green lights. Ooh, we could say that we were hitting green lights for sure. This was this was probably a week of green lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So we got all that situated, all that set up. Then, of course, I hit her with the, you know, the day before just being like, hey, just making sure that it still works for you, for you two. Of course, text me back immediately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you. I mean, talk about another green light right there. Like, right. So that's how everything got set up. Now, before we start talking about the actual date itself, we do want to let you know that they did fill out the vibe check. Another green light. Another green light. And this was actually, I think the responsiveness was probably the primary driver of us wanting to go on our second double day with them. Oh, yeah, for but sure. They also had some pretty, pretty electric vibe check responses. So we wanted to share with the viewers their responses. And here hit we go. Him, hit him, baby. Let's go. All right. So for those of you who don't recall, question one, if you were to go to a concert, which of the following would you most likely attend? And they selected Florida Georgia Line. We haven't gotten too many Florida Georgia Line people. Which actually kind of surprises me. I feel like I feel like FGL is like a very they're just a they're they're a fun group. They are a fun group. I you know, growing up down in Texas, there are a lot of new school country haters and I can see it, but Florida Georgia Line, they just make music to have fun. You know what I mean? There's no reason to just cut them out. Right. I agree. If I was going to a country concert, it, it might be it might be FGL. I, I would go to an FGL concert. A nice, a nice summer yeah. outdoor concert. Sure. It'd be awesome. I mean, you know me. I don't even like concerts. <laughs> so that says a lot. It does say a lot. They're also the only country country artist we have on the list. Right, right. So, anyways, um, if you had to binge watch a TV show all day long, which of the following would you watch? Oh, by the way, this is the girl that was texting back and forth with me. This was her response. Correct. So, yeah, this was – she did include some responses for both her and her friend. Um, but I think most of these multiple choice were probably her, her own selections. 
Um, and so for binge watching a TV show, she selected Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I've never seen that. I don't really have anything to say about that, to be honest. Doesn't surprise me if a girl chooses that. So, yeah. Moving on. Question number three. If we were to get a puppy that looks like this, cue a picture of a bunch of cute baby Rottweilers. Um, what would you choose as the name? And she selected Bane, which is a great name for the dog. Not, not a bad choice at all. Right. So now into the more fun questions, open-ended. Question number one, what is your go-to karaoke song? And they chose Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Mm, interesting. That was actually, uh, that was performed at Hong Kong when I was there the other night. Really? And it was a hit. Let me tell you. Wow. Maybe they're onto something. They must be. Uh, open-ended question number two. This was an intriguing one. Who is your celebrity crush? Answer, Ryan Cohen, hashtag GME, or Elon Musk. Did someone say moon? I'm going to be quite honest with you. I think this, for me, was probably the most intriguing celebrity crush response. Because... I have never heard anybody saying that they have a celebrity crush on Ryan Cohen. Yeah, that's absurd. And so I, I guess... Had to, sorry, to, didn't mean to cut you no, off there. go ahead. I had to Google who Ryan Cohen was. <laughs> I didn't know I, who he was. I remember that because... because So I... So for those of you who don't know, GME, which she referenced in the response, is the GameStop stock ticker. Um, and at the time was in the middle of the whole... GameStop fiasco where GameStop was going moon from Wall Street bets. And um, it was a very much talked about topic. There was a lot of, you know, retail traders versus the the pros, a, a lot of news articles about it, people getting upset, people losing money, people making money. It, it was chaos. To give you guys the more dumbed down version, a bunch of like random dudes on Reddit just pumped up the price of GameStop because a lot of the hedge funds were banking on GameStop stock to reach a certain dollar amount lower than what they wanted. And because of that, a lot of these hedge funds did not make money. And a lot of these Reddit guys made a ton of money. Exactly. So it really turned the whole, you know, Wall Street system on its head. But the GME stock did indeed go to the moon. Right. And so Ryan Cohen, um, he was actually the founder of Chewy. Chewy.com. Right. And so he's a big e-commerce guy and he bought a big stake in GameStop, I think last year. Um, and he's basically the face of the quote unquote turnaround that the Reddit traders, uh, the Wall Street bets guys are, are banking on to bring this thing actually to the moon. Um, cause it currently still loses a lot of money every year, but we won't talk about that. Um, but anyways, so that was a very intriguing response. Um, and I mean, Elon, everyone knows Elon, but very surprising as a celebrity crush. A lot of times in my mind, I'm not sure if this is true or not. People put like Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, and like these other random guys kind of in this one pool. For some reason, girls hate these guys. Don't ask me why they just do, but clearly she likes Elon. So it was very, very interesting to me that she put those two down. Well, I also think... This is also more, uh, you know, investment related talk, but Elon has been uh, tweeting about Dogecoin 
which is another, you know, Reddit to the moon kind of uh, cryptocurrency slash investment slash uh, it's a it's a joke of a coin. I, I don't even know what to say about it, but just throwing this out there, I bought a hundred dollars worth of Dogecoin back in January. It tanked down to twenty dollars, then it went back up to ninety five. I sold it for my five dollar loss. If I kept it up until this point, I'd be up three point five k. Tough loss there, but you know it happens. I mean, I I have no comments on this subject. I'm just spitting the facts here. Just very, very weird situation brewing with the whole financial market. I take it back. I have a lot of comments on the subject, but I am going to withhold them for the uh, to, to spare our audience. Yeah, we'll we'll keep the ball rolling. Um, moving on, tell us something interesting about yourselves. Mm, this is a good one. Response: I'm a business finance and marketing major, and her friend is a grad student for early childhood education. I skipped too far ahead. Next one's really good I was going to say, when you said that and I started reading, I was like, I'm not sure this is what he <laughs> thinks it is, but that's okay. Um, they were looking for dinner and or drinks. Preferred to meet up on weekends, but this was actually a Thursday. Um, and this is where things got interesting. Last question. Any other relevant info we should know? Response, I am not COVID vaccinated in parentheses, and I refuse to be. And her friend has had her first shot. Last add-on, also, I have a pet hamster, and his name is Hamlin. I just have no comments here. Just no comments aside from the fact that this was very intriguing, especially for the vibe check. And also considering the timing of the submission of this vibe check response and the date, you know, this was like prime time people getting COVID vaccines. Right. This was, I think this was one week before we both got our vaccines. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was around the time when people were really starting to, at least the state of Massachusetts was amping up its vaccination count. So. That's right. But anyways, so now we've got... um couple interesting points on the on the vibe check you know gamestop elon musk vaccines how could we not that's enough to have us catch the bait you know they threw it out there and we caught on to it and we're like all right we're going in so and so there we were off to the races everything was set ready to go and bam it's a thursday it is in terms of weather very cold from what i remember yeah it was actually weird because leading up to that i i thought it had been really warm and then all of a sudden it was like 40 degrees and really windy and i was looking for a winter hat i pulled out you know the big giant canada goose jacket i was rocking i was rocking i was ripping the uh canada goose hat of course which i always did when i had the long hair that's right that was a staple of your fashion choice and I was still pretty cold. Like it was, it was a very, very cold day. It was sunny out. So in that aspect, it was nice, but it was right. pretty brutal how cold it was and windy. But nonetheless, that did not stop us. Champions adjust. So this was probably a day that I was at the casino. So I rolled over to Logan's house after the fact. Logan was probably working. Oh yeah, just as a disclaimer to throw this out there, since this date was such a long time ago, things are going to be a little bit jumbled. But you're going to get the overall gist of what we're talking about for the right. most part. We're making sure we include the key points. We'll leave out most of the, you know, 
the little nitty gritty things that don't really matter. Right, right. So I go to Logan's house. He finishes up working. Then we decide to take the tea in. So Lolita's, it's in, I don't think it's technically in the seaport, but it's right next to the seaport. So we decide we're going to take the red line in, go all the way to South Station, and then just walk from there. Right. You get to walk over the bridge. It's actually a pretty cool, pretty cool spot. So we do exactly that. We hop on the train. We go to South Station, hop out. We're walking. And even though it's windy and cold, it's golden hour, and it is awesome outside. You love golden hour, don't you? Golden hour is unreal. It is very nice. And we're walking over the bridge, and I'm just looking straight ahead, and I see this big, giant milk jug just staring me in the face. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, Logan, I need a picture in front of that milk jug because we brought the disposable camera again. That's right. And we wanted to learn from our mistakes. So I made it a mission of the night that, okay, I got to at least get these girls somehow roped into taking some pictures with the disposable with us. And my eyes were on the milk jug. So, yeah, you were really excited about that. You, I, I think you you brought it up as soon as we saw it. You're like, there it is. That's the milk jug. We're taking <laughs> we're taking pictures in front of that. I, I'm still excited by the milk jug. I just think it's so random and so funny. I just love it. <laughs> Speaking of, we've got to develop the disposable photos and maybe even share a couple from the dates with our audience. Maybe, maybe if we were lucky enough to take any pictures with them. They don't know that yet. That's true. We did take a lot of pictures anyways, just of ourselves. So we're going to be sharing those. We did on date one as well, but none, we didn't take any with the girls. So, so we were walking over, we get to Lolita's. Have you ever been there before? I had actually, I did not realize it until we got there, but I had been there once just for a happy hour. And it's actually a great spot because you're right on the, you're right on the river and they have a, in the summer, they have a great patio outside in the back, which is awesome. Uh, Mexican joint, some good margaritas, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so I had been there, but I'd never been inside and I'd never had the food. I had never been there, but I love Mexican food. So I was pretty excited to go check it out, see how the food was and whatnot. And we get there and we walk. So when you get there, there's like this little stairway to the right of the entrance. It's like a stone stairway type of deal. You get down there, there's no signage anywhere. We walk down, there's just these two doors, and we're like, are we in the right spot? I didn't think we were, to be honest with you. I think you looked at me and and you said, I think this is the entrance. And I was like, there's no way. So I just opened the door up just to see. Sure enough, there it is. It's the entrance. Boom. So I go up to the hostess. I check in. I'm like, hey, I'm not sure if the other people have checked in or not. They hadn't checked in at that point. So we're like, okay, we're just going to hang out. We walk down a little bit. It's like a mini boardwalk type of deal. And we just get to the corner. We're just taking a look at the water, the skyline, whatnot. Taking a couple disposable pics, waiting for the girls to show up. Freezing our butts off because it was so windy down there. Yep. But it was kind of nice because, like I said, you're right on the river. Just hanging out outside. Got to hide behind the uh, the brick walls to stay out of the wind. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're just waiting for the girls. And this is the thing with online dating. You don't really know what these girls look like. So there were people walking down. We're like, could that be them? Oh, no, it can't be them. Another group walks down. Is that them? Maybe. No, no, definitely not them. Oh, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Especially because, it was, like we said, it was cold. So everyone was wearing bigger jackets. Some people are wearing hats. Everyone's got their masks on still. I don't think I'd even seen her her 
like the dating profile that we matched with. Probably not. I definitely did not because I feel like I would remember that. And we didn't know what the friend even looked like. So I had no idea. So this was, I mean, aside from me kind of setting up the back and forth with her. Um, I mean, I did text her a few things just kind of get the conversation going. So I did know very little about this girl, but I really didn't know that much. So it was almost a blind date, I'd say. We're going in pretty blind. Yeah, as we've done on pretty much all of them, right? Yeah, exactly. But that's how we do it. Oh, yeah. It's great. Wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, eventually we're still standing out there. And then finally I get the text saying, oh, we're inside waiting. I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. So we walk inside and what? All right. So we walk inside. And I'm not even sure what they look like, but I put two and two together and I'm like, these have to be them. So we turn to the to the left. I'm like, hey, are either of you? Um, this is not her real name, but I'm just going to say Laura. That's the girl that I was texting with. OK, are you Laura? She's like, yeah, yeah, you must be Sam. I'm like, yep, that's that's me. And Logan is also standing there. But ironically, so since it was cold out. I don't know, for any of you guys who wear glasses, if you're walking from outside in a really cold location into a much warmer, like anytime you walk from outside to inside in the middle of the winter up here in Boston, your glasses instantly fog up. So Sam's introducing himself. I can't see anything through my glasses. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on. I'm like trying to peer out of like the bottom of my glasses just to like say hi to these girls. Um, And I couldn't see anything. So Laura was to the left and her friend was to the right. So I'm saying hello to Laura. I'm like, hey, like, how how was it coming down here? Oh, good, good. You know, introductory chit chat. And then I turn over to who we are going to call Megan. That's right. Introduce myself to Megan. Do the same thing. And Logan, you'll have to give your take on this because I was completely oblivious. We mentioned this in the last episode, I guess. So we didn't go with the hugs, any sort of hugs, whatever. It sounded like Laura went for the handshake to me. I didn't see it at all. So it must have been when I was turning to talk with Megan. So I just completely blew off her handshake by accident. Yeah, it's still up for debate whether this was actually a handshake attempt. But from what I could see out of my foggy glasses, Sam had said hi. And then he he had started turning to he had said hi to Laura And then he started turning to say hi to Megan. And as he like started to turn, I saw the hand pop up from Laura as it it looked like a handshake. You know, she she has the big the the business background. And I'm just kind of giggling off to the side because I'm seeing this as as she throws up the hand. I mean, we talked with Petra in summer. The handshake's a pretty formal thing, no? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think it's the best way to start off a date, but... I also don't think it is, but... But listen, it's not the end of the world. Oh, yeah. Could be worse. I don't... I mean, I think we make more... A bigger deal of this than we have to. But I thought it was hilarious. You basically blew off a handshake. I'd love to see the tapes. See what see what your thoughts were on what it actually looked like. But I think you blew off a handshake. I probably did. I was completely oblivious to it. If she did, and you're listening, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I just had no idea. I literally did not see her do like move anything. By that point, my focus had already shifted over to Megan, me trying to think of my introductions to Megan, whatever. So 
you know, it happens. Yeah. But then we also had probably a 10 minute wait before the table was ready. Not going to lie. This was rough for me because while we were waiting, it was just deathly awkward in terms of trying to either think of conversation. We were just kind of standing there just like, oh, like, uh, how's the trip down here? Like, <laughs> I think I think we asked them how was the drive down on three separate occasions every time the conversation uh, like yeah, fell yeah, flat. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was it was it just obviously it's a it's a blind double date. We don't know them. They don't know us. And now we're standing there. It's like a tight lobby, right? Right in front of the hostess stand. There's other people around. And it's just like an awkward and, you know, once you're at the table, at least it's just you and them and, and everyone knows like it, it's it's easier to break the ice, I feel like. But it was loud. There's people around. You know, I can't see through my glasses. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? So it was an awkward wait. Yeah, it was an awkward wait. I wonder if they found it awkward because I was definitely struggling in terms of the awkwardness during that moment. But we power through, push the comfort level. That's right. Do this for the people. Exactly. We suffer for the people. And then finally, the hostess comes up. She's like, all right, your table's ready. So we go on over, sit down at the table, and immediately the waitress is there. (laughs) And this isn't really that funny, but for some reason- No, this is hilarious. She's like, hey, how's everyone doing? Like, uh, can we start you off with drinks, whatever? Some people get their drinks. I get my water this time. I don't even order a beer this time. Power move. That's right. And- um. And then she's like, yeah, and we also have this, I don't even know what she called it, but it's like this little bowl with like a ball of, I think, watermelon or watermelon ice, something like that. I don't even know. I have no, it looked like a slushy piece of watermelon and it was super loud in there. So I could not hear. And she had a really thick accent. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. That was part of the problem. I mean, she was talking to us and we're just looking over at them. They're looking at us. I'm looking at Logan. Logan's looking at me. We're just like, I have no clue what this is. I have no clue what this lady just said. And then eventually I'm just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Just leave it on the table. And she's like, she pulls out a bottle of tequila, I think. And she's like, you want tequila on it? I'm just like, sure. What? I don't know. Yeah. May as well have at it. So (laughs) that, I mean, That wasn't really that awkward. It was just more of awkward in the moment because I had no clue what was going on. And we just had no idea what this thing is. If anyone's been to Lolita in Seaport and you've got the slushy watermelon tequila something or another that they give you at the beginning and you know what it is, please share because I still don't know. Do they give this to everyone or are we just special? No, I think it's I think it's an everyone thing. It's a staple. Okay. I think. I but if someone knows Lolita in Seaport and wants to share, we would appreciate it. I, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. But anyway, so they order the drink. She leaves. She pours the tequila on this watermelon thing that, and none of us touched it. Yeah, it was funny because we all said like, oh yeah, sure. We'll, we'll definitely do that. And then no one, no one had any of it. <laughs> so then we're, then we're sitting there kind of awkward. I'm just kind of like, hey, like I've never been here looking forward to trying the food, whatever. And then immediately in my head, I'm like, all right, we got to get the ball rolling. Let's turn this thing up. You know what I mean? So. Do you want me to share how this went down? I want to hear it from your perspective and then I can explain. I might not even explain anything. Yeah. So here's the timeline, right? We sit down. The waitress takes our drink orders. We have the whole watermelon slushy debacle. She walks away. 
you know, everyone at the table was quiet. I look over and Sam, I wish you could see, I wish we had the video podcast going. He pretty much picks his arms up, drops them on the table. And he goes, all right, you got to give it to us. What's with this anti-vax stuff? Just hits her dead straight right off the draw. You got to come in swinging. That's the only thing. That's the only way to make things interesting. And that was clearly the most interesting thing about the vibe check in my personal point of view. It was it led to the most questions in my head, even more than Ryan Cohen, GME and Elon Musk. What was her reasoning for not getting the vax? I wanted to know. Well, you caught me off guard, too, because obviously the vaccine, that's a personal decision, yada, yada. It's. Can it's some people are pretty contentious about it, you know? Oh yeah, and it's you a hot just, topic. You just laid it right on her, and I was like, "Oh boy, I am <laughs> curious where this is going to go." You got to be bold, you know. Don't be afraid to ask those hard hitting questions. Listen, if she was going to leave it on the vibe check, I think it's fair game for discussion. Well, first thing they said off of that was, "Oh my god, you guys read the vibe check?" And we're, we're both like, "Of course we read the vibe check." You kidding me? Actually, it was funny because I mean, we started. So you brought this up. And Megan, who is the friend that was not originally talking to us through the match, right? Because we matched with Laura. I don't think she had all the info either. She might not have even known about the vibe check because I remember her looking up like, how does he know this? (laughs) And she was so rattled. And even even Laura was looking like, like, I think she forgot. I I shouldn't have told them. I should have just been like, I could just sense these things. Wow. That would have been awesome. I... I'm a it's rookie. Okay. I got to learn these things for the future. I have Anyways. this problem too, where, you know, you something happens and then like a day later, you're like, oh my God, I should have done this, but it's okay. Anyways, it was funny. They had no idea it was coming. It actually broke the ice pretty nicely though. It got, got her talking, which was good. And um, yeah, to be quite honest, I don't really remember the reasoning behind it that much. Um, I think she was saying something about Puerto Rico or something with people being sterile. I, I don't know. Yeah, I it was know. it was medical related. The concern, whatever. I'm interested to see if her mind has changed since then. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Since then, there's been the blood clot issues. There's been there's been other stuff. We both got the vaccine. And it did hit me pretty hard on the second shot, but we're cooking now. We're yeah. doing good so it far. It hit me hard too, so. I really want to buy everything off of Amazon, and I love Bill Gates. Did I mention I love Bill Gates? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we talk about the vaccine for a second, a hot second. She's telling us. And we're like, okay, this, this is pretty interesting, actually. It definitely led to some uh, good conversation about the vaccine. And then that then transferred over to us talking about good old Texas. I don't know how the switching conversation went from this, but I didn't mention this earlier. When I was texting back and forth with this girl, she went to a big school down in Texas and me, you know, going to middle and high school down in Texas. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. I know some kids that went there. I wonder if she knows anyone that went there. She didn't, but she was a founding member of a sorority down there. She did tell us that. Yeah, that was pretty interesting, actually. I, I didn't even know, like, I don't even know what's the process for founding a sorority. Like, it was a big school, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big school down there. I'm not going to say which school, but, um, yeah, she went to school for a little bit down in Texas. 
So that, of course, broke the ice a little bit because we started talking about Texas. And then she's talking about. All right. So my biggest thing, she, of course, does not go to school in Texas anymore. So I was curious, why don't you go to school in Texas anymore? I she didn't really give like a straight up answer aside from the fact that she she liked it. But at the same time, there are some things that she didn't like about it. She did say that she loves Texas, but she just ended up deciding to switch schools, come back to school up north. She started to go to a school in Boston and then she was there for a little bit and then transferred again. Now she's at another school in Massachusetts. So she's kind of hopped all over the place. Yeah, she's hit she's hit a bunch of different spots and that kind of is that what rolled into uh, some college stories? I think that is what rolled into some college stories because clearly she's been to a lot of different schools. So I was pretty curious and I was asking her, okay, so how did you like that school compared to this school compared to the school that you're at now? What did you like about all of them? What didn't you like about a lot of them, etc.? And I'm not sure if this was going through your head yet at this point, but Laura, the girl that we're talking to, very conversational, easy to talk to, whatnot. Her friend Megan has barely said a word this entire time. I think the only time she really spoke up was when the waitress was like, do you guys want drinks? And she said, yes. Aside from that, I had not heard a single word out of Megan. Very quiet. Which was kind of funny because um, it was just, you know, two kind of polar opposites, which we'll get into more of that in a minute, but they're pretty polar opposites for the most part. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Megan was very, very introverted, quiet, while Laura, very outgoing, talkative, spontaneous, all the above. Um, kind of one of those people, similar to Petra and Summer, actually, where like, I don't know what kind of comfort challenge we could give her that would make her nervous. I actually texted her a few weeks ago. I posted back on Instagram for the first time ever promoting the podcast and I texted her just saying like, hey, we're going to make a podcast, whatever. She's like, oh, what's it about? And I'm like, oh, it's about us doing comfort challenges, blah, blah, blah. Like, would you ever want to come on it? And she's like, well, you know, to be quite honest with you, I don't think there's anything that would push my comfort zone. So that's kind of a good thing to make note about throughout the rest of the podcast that this girl she doesn't really, she doesn't get uncomfortable. Yeah. And you could tell it in her stories. Oh, right? yeah. She had a lot of very spontaneous. I think there was a, wasn't there a spontaneous trip with no phone? I think there was. We'll just get right into it. So actually, before we really get into her stories, I do want to make, talk about spontaneity. These two girls only knew each other for like two months. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I do, do you remember that? that? Yeah, no. no they nope. met like two to three months before then. Um, I forget exactly where they met. They either met at a party or through a mutual friend or whatever, but they hit it off and then they were friends. So, which, you know, once again, spontaneous, friends with polar opposites. Very intriguing stuff here. I mean, to go on a double date with someone you've only known for a short period of time is, that's a move. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's, there's something to the double dating concept. That maybe there is. Uh oh. Maybe there is. I'm not calling us geniuses quite yet, but game changers, trendsetters, all the above, visionaries. To be fair, we weren't the first people to do it, but 
we've mastered it. That's a strong statement, but I'll, <laughs> I'll roll with it. So anyways, so we're talking about college and then, so like the big thing, I was like, all right, so why did you leave the school down in college or down in Texas? And she was like, she brought up athletes a lot, how she did not really like the athletes down there. Well, athletics are big down there. So if you're an athlete, it's easy to have a big head, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. But she was just like, yeah, I didn't really like the culture, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Moved up here. Loved the school that she was going to up here for a little bit. But then she uh, transferred just because um, I think family reasons, something like that. I think COVID came in and it was like, you're not even on campus, yada, yada. You know, you may as well save some money, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, but reasons. we started talking about a little bit of... I'm going to cut this part out probably just because it's taken me a minute to think. Well, I think I think a common topic that comes up is, you know, why are we doing the double dates? And then we bring up the comfort challenges, which I believe happened here. And that's what rolled into that the story about uh, the spontaneous trips, which to us would be massive comfort challenges. Oh, yeah. Like she was telling us how she would go to like – Miami do all these things in Miami with random people that she met or like with just her and her friend and then six hours later she's on a plane going to who knows where in the middle of nowhere losing her phone in the process going to a random bar like uh it's in the freezing cold weather she forgot her jacket and she just said screw it I don't care I'm gonna walk four miles back to my hotel oh oops I gotta hop on a flight in four hours from now go to the airport oh oops I forgot that I lost my phone like yeah it was crazy but basically she had a number of stories that were like very short time frame spontaneous got an offer to do something was like you know what to hell with it I'm gonna do it and shipped it out um, I don't think I've ever gone on a trip with less than like a multi-month turnaround. She was very casual about it too. Just like, oh yeah, like, you know, it happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had, it sounded like she had a blast every time she did it. So I, I would be struggling throughout that entire process. You know what this means though? Oh, oh boy. Do you guys want me to take a random spontaneous trip or should I, maybe I should let one of the fans just dictate the trip. Wow. That would be... That would be a comfort challenge. If anyone wants to do that, let me know. It would be a comfort challenge, but, you know, let's do it. Why not? We'll have to think about the uh, the mechanics of it, but maybe, you know, we'll just have someone, we'll have people put in locations, cities that they, that they want you or us to go to. We'll run a little random generator on like a Friday night and we'll have to find a flight and get there by Saturday morning. I'm down. Let's do it. People, slide in those DMs. Let us know. On to the next topic. We went back to the vibe check and we're like, all right, you got to let us know about the celebrity crushes here. Like, what's going on with Ryan Cohen? What's going on with Elon Musk? We'll lay it to us. And she dives into how she loves Ryan Cohen. The reason she does is because I still don't really know why. I think she did a project on Ryan Cohen. Remember, business business major. Um, and I think it was on Chewy and she was actually really impressed with the business model, how he set it up, how I, I think Chewy competed with Amazon. You would think that Amazon has all of the fulfillment power and 
all sorts of stuff to make a business like this as soon as they came on the scene, pretty much just eliminate them because of, you know, their how powerful a company they are. And, you know, he found a way to basically turn this small online pet company into a massive pet retailer, um, which is very impressive. And I think that's what got her onto it. And I think she also did a project on it. That's exact. That is exactly what happened with that. And then that led to us talking about GameStop because Ryan Cohen, of course, he does something with GameStop now. She's into finance. So I already kind of knew where this conversation was going to go because I know Logan's views on a lot of this stuff. I could kind of tell what her views were already. So I was just like, all right, you know what? Let's just throw them in the ring. Let's get things going. So I'm like, all right, well, what do you think about this whole GameStop situation since you put hashtag GME in there? I mean, (laughs) if we're being honest, she didn't know it, but you and I both knew it. Her and I were on a crash course before before this date even started. Oh, yeah. And I was loving every second of it. Do do you want to describe... I'll describe a little bit. So, I mean, you're in the bleachers, so I feel I like was you the, had the yeah. uh, the best view. I can't really talk about like specifically what they were talking about because I was more invested in like the energy going back and forth. But pretty much, her view on the whole GameStop situation was to screw the hedge funds. They all suck. Who cares if they lose their boathouse in the Hamptons? Like, middle finger up to the hedge funds. Pump GME to the moon, baby. And then Logan comes in with what he was talking about. He's like, okay, yeah, that's all great and all, but it's going to come to a point in time when the GameStop stock price itself tanks again. Then all those people that were putting in money thinking they're going to get rich quick off of GameStop are going to lose all this money. They're going to end up getting screwed. The hedge fund people, they already have enough money that you know if they lose a little bit, they're going to be okay. A lot of these people throwing money into GameStop, they could be throwing like life-changing money in there both positive and negative. You know, if it goes up, they could be making a ton of money. If it goes down, they could be losing their entire life savings, which is a bad situation for them. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's kind of the gist that I was getting. Yeah, that's basically that's basically the gist of it. You know, people will make the case that the GameStop rally, you know, AMC, all these other all these other quote unquote meme stocks, um, it's you know proving the power of the retail trader. They're flipping the switch so the institutional guys don't have the power. But at the end of the day, in all likelihood, some of them will win and a lot of them will lose. And is that really better for the retail guys? I don't know. But she was really hopped up on the whole, you know, screw hedge funds, you know, I hate hedge funds, yada yada. They're a bunch of pricks. I really think that. I'm not really for or against hedge funds. I don't I don't love hedge fund culture, but you know, I don't This conversation was getting heated at the table. It we was were, hilarious. Yeah. We were going back and forth and I just remember it would be like we were just basically throwing arguments at each other and Every now and then I would look over and both Megan and Sam were just like looking at us back and forth, just like on the edge of their seats, <laughs> like, oh my God. I would peep over to Megan, just like hanging in there, Megan. She's like, oh yeah, I'm hanging in there. And we, you know, it was very entertaining to watch. It was at least five to 10 minutes of them going back and forth and they were like really going at it. Like Laura was getting extremely heated over this stuff. 
you know, she's passionate about this stuff. Well, so. it was funny too. And I wish I had, you know, put two and two together when we were there. But one of Laura's big arguments was that, you know, basically hedge funds were taking advantage of the little guys. And then she followed that up later with something about Dogecoin where she was like, you know, I don't care if it's a joke. If I make a lot of money doing it, then I'm cool with that. And it's like, well, that's the hedge fund mentality. So are you with them or against them? I can't figure it out. I don't know. I was pretty, I was, you know, you know me, I get pretty, I get pretty worked up over this stuff. Yeah. So. We, we, that then shifted from GameStop over to Dogecoin. So then the conversation continued on and they were talking about Dogecoin. Don't get me started on Dogecoin. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got him started on Dogecoin that night and him and Laura were going back and forth. It was like a fight in the ring. Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul going after it. It was unreal. I was loving every second of it. I thought it was awesome. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, they weren't like, they didn't dislike each other, but it was a heated argument. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, so I, I'm okay with people to have their opinions. Uh, I disagreed with hers, but it, it was, it wasn't like a, a personal, it wasn't like a personal attack on each yeah. other. So I think, I think we, I don't think either of us convinced the other um, that their point was wrong. I think we kind of just laid down the argument and let it roll over. <laughs> it was really, really fun to watch as a third party viewer. So thank you for adding some entertainment to the night because it was, like I said, it was like a boxing match. It was fun. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. So um, we then immediately shifted over to talking to Megan. We're like, okay, let's get Megan talking a little bit. Um, she actually did. Did she, I can't remember if she did her own vibe check, but we're like, all right, so Megan, like, what are you up to? And she's in school to become a teacher. We're like, oh, that's cool. And um, what wanted, what made you want to get into being a teacher? She's like, oh, you know, I really don't know. I just have known forever that I've wanted to be a teacher. I'm just like, wow. I mean, I have met people where they've known what they wanted to do with their life since they were a young kid, but it's pretty rare that that happens. Yeah, it's well, I think especially for you, because I feel like you are I mean, you guys heard his Sam's resume. This guy's been all over the place, right? So what does he want to do? I don't know. Do you even know? I know. I still don't know. What I, well, I want to live life. That's what I want to do. Right. But as an occupation, how do, I, how do I do that? I don't know. How are you going to get that bag that you've been chasing? See, I just want the bag just so I can live life, bro. That's the thing. You so, got to get the bag to do that. Though. How can I do both? That's the real question. Pump this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This could be a way to fuel that. Hashtag mm. Disco Inferno, the podcast. Oh, yeah. To the moon. To the moon, baby. But <laughs> I was very, um, this always intrigues me because it's just interesting that someone knows what they want to do with their life. And then I was asking her, I was like, do you still like it do you still want to do it she's like oh yeah like i love it i'm like oh my god that's great for you like i love that yeah i mean if you know what you want to do and you do it uh, what are you supposed to say that's good for you yeah uh, awesome and then we're asking her we're like oh do you have any like crazy stories and she's like eh, not really and there it goes back to the quiet oh so where do you live oh i live here oh do you like travel that much mm, not really I feel like we're kind of kind of 
bagging on her a little bit. I I, I got I got nothing bad to say about Megan. I'm throwing that out there. Yeah. I'm just saying she's very quiet. Yeah, you guys are getting the gist. She she was very nice. I will give I will give her that credit. She was a very nice person. You know, teacher. That's a very respectable profession. Um, doing good for the community, and she was very quiet. I think she was probably just she, the introverted she, nature. She's probably know. introverted. Can't tell if she was nervous or not, but very quiet. This comes back to the polar opposites. You know, one's in a heated argument with you. You know, going back and forth, verbal tennis, and. Meanwhile, her like friend that she took on here, barely saying a word, you know, that is just, it's just the funny, funny balance between them. So, right. We didn't get much more out of her aside from the fact that she does like football. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Her big cr- football fan. Yeah. Big football fan. Her crush is Julian Edelman. Wait. She must've filled out the vibe check. I, yeah, I think she did fill out the vibe check. Oh my. Well, Logan's pulling that up. Um, we'll just keep on going because- Around this point in time, the food ended up showing up. I got steak tacos. I don't know what you got, Logan. Megan got some sort of like bowl type of deal. I got the shrimp tacos. Mm. They were actually very good. Very good. Uh, all right. So in terms of the food at Lolita's, it wasn't bad, but you know, it's not like real Mexican food. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. I gave it like a 6-2 rating, something like that. It, it's fine. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Food was fine. Taste, tasted good enough to eat. No. Yep, I agree. I agree. So we talked about that a little bit. Uh, we talked a little bit more about Laura's crazy stories. And then we went back to the athletes conversation. Because as you could tell from the last conversation we had with Petra and Summer, we like to talk about athletes and dating athletes. It's just interesting to me. Because a lot of people have a lot of different experiences with athletes. And maybe that's because... You know, athletes is such a big range of people. You know, you got the amateurs, you got professionals, you got college athletes, you got the young, you got the old, you got the different sports. Yeah, I think really what it comes down to is there's so many athletes and each sport definitely kind of has a different vibe. Uh, but there's a wide range of vibes. And even within sports, you know, on big teams, you're going to have people with widely ranging personalities so i think a lot of it comes down to who you talk to about it and what kind of athletes they've interacted with yeah because it sounded like that laura had dated a few football players in the past i don't really know what her thoughts were on it i mean clearly she's not dating any more of those guys so maybe she has a bad view on football players i don't know but we we kind of just jump back and forth a little bit about the athlete talk pretty much like we did with petra and summer just you know Seeing what the vibes were with the different athletes. Golfers got props. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know you know how we do it. That's right. And then after that, I went down to the bathroom, and then Logan is there by himself. Yep. I don't, I don't really remember exactly how we rolled into this. Um, actually, it must have been the athlete discussion, because then we started talking about golfers, which Sam and I both play golf. And that rolled into some discussions about our college golf coach, which I can't remember. I don't think we've really talked about him much on the podcast, but let me tell you, this guy is one of a kind. I've never met anyone else like him. There's not a single person on earth that's similar to this man. That's for sure. So I don't even know what he was saying to them in the bathroom, but I come back up 
and Logan's like, oh, yeah, and th- giving them the rundown on XYZ, our college coach. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to say his name is Nick, okay? Oh, my God, Nick, like, I just start talking about Nick, and I just keep saying Nick over and over and over again, and they're just kind of looking at me like, who is Nick? Like, <laughs> and I was talking about all these random stories that I've had with Nick because for some reason, I don't even know why, I have a lot of weird stories with Nick where it's just me and him kind of hanging out, then he'll drop, like, something out of nowhere, and I'm like, whoa, Nick, like, hold up, wait a second, like... One day I was sitting in the car with him and he just tells me out of the blue, he's like, oh yeah, that's like the time when I was in Minnesota at a bar and I got stabbed 17 times. I'm like, what? Yeah, he has a tendency to drop ridiculous things on you at no notice at all. Just drops them on you and you're like, you're taken aback. What is going on? Oh yeah, back in the 70s, I put a nickel in a slot machine, won $13,000. Nick, where did that come from first off? Second off, what? Like, there, there's a million of these conversations that happen. And they're like so obscure that I can't even think that they're actually made up. You know? I, I got a lot of good, a lot of really good stories that I think I'm going to wait until he officially retires to say them. I think that's a smart idea. They're good stories, but I'm just going to wait for him to retire right off into the sunset. He says it's going to be every year and every year he just comes back. So who knows what it's actually going to be, but animal. And then I show them on the profile. Then they finally put two and two together. Like, oh, this is the college golf coach. Yeah. Cause I had just been referring to him as our, our coach. And then Sam came up and he just kept referring to him by name. And I could tell that they were getting lost and, and Sam was just so into the story that I didn't want to interrupt him. And then finally it clicked at the end and they're like, oh, God, I got it. They're kind of eating up the story too, because let me tell you, like you said, Nick is one of a kind and the stories that Nick has are also one of a kind. Yeah. I, I haven't met a single person who doesn't appreciate a couple, uh, a couple Nick stories. I could see how people could love or hate him, but everybody respects him. Right. Yep. I agree with that. He, he's a fun guy. We got to get a book or something on this man's life because he has lived something of a crazy life. So so we were talking about Nick. Now, this whole entire date kind of ran through, in my sense, or in my head, kind of fast. I'm not sure what you thought about it, but like, it felt like it went really fast because around this point in time, they Lolita's, I guess, brings out cotton candy like at the end. They brought out the cotton candy and then we were just kind of sitting there and then the hostess came up and was like, I, you know, I'd love to have, have you guys stay here, but because of COVID rules, we got to let you guys go. Yeah. They had the time restrictions and I agree with you. It went really quick. Um, cotton candy. I haven't had cotton candy in God knows how long, but anyways. The cotton candy's fun. I'll give them that. Pretty cool. Better than the, the watermelon slush. <laughs> <laughs> watermelon sugar. Maybe. Ooh. So we, uh, we leave, we're standing outside, you know, we're just figuring out what the next move is, of course. And then I pull out this, the disposable camera and I'm like, you know, you guys are parked over in this direction. I wanted to take a picture in front of the milk jug. Do you guys want to come join us for a little, you know, walk around the seaport? They're like, yeah, sure. Why not? How do you say no when Sam offers if, if you want to go walk around the seaport and take pictures in front of the milk truck, you know? So that's exactly what we did. We walked over. No one joined me for the milk jug picture, but I did take many pictures in front of the milk jug. 
Yep. I was crouched down taking, I mean, these disposables are crazy. Like I, I couldn't even see if I was getting you in the, in the frame and here we are. I don't know if the whole jug is in the photo. We're going to have to wait and see how those came out when we develop them. <laughs> and then we keep walking down and then we come up to this pirate ship. Don't know what it is, but it's just like a pirate ship sitting there. And then one of them makes a joke like, oh, Sam, you, you're going to go take a picture over there, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. You kidding me? And I go over, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I mean, where are my shipmates? I mean, they got to come on over. That's right. I've got the camera and Sam goes, ladies, get on over here. Come on. (laughs) And of course, they're like, "Uh, all right, sure. (laughs) And so we've got some pretty funny pictures of of them all. It's It's like a playscape, like kids like park kind of thing. Honestly, pretty cool. I can't wait to see how that photo comes out. We're going to have to post, well, with their permission. Yeah, we were posted up, mean mugging it. It was pretty funny. At least it was funny in the moment. I hope that it comes out looking funny. I, If I have any idea about disposable cameras, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> but And then we just kept walking around Seaport a little bit, just talking about the random spots. We we're talking about steakhouses. My family does a thing where we're trying to try as many steakhouses in Boston as we can. So we're talking about the steakhouses that are over in the Seaport area. They recommend us try the steakhouse called Moo, M-O-O. I don't even remember that, but okay. I remember these things. When you're talking steakhouses, you got to remember the details. I'll trust you with these. But yeah, we were just talking about random things around um, around the seaport. Showed them the Grand. This is actually kind of funny. So um, she followed me on Instagram. Laura did. And we told her about the Grand that day. And she's like, oh, I've never been there. And I look on her Instagram story the next day and she's at the Grand. I mean, we're out here changing lives one day at a time, you know. Right. I mean, that's just what we're doing. Aside from that, nothing really else noteworthy. We walked them back to their like parking garage and then we parted ways. They did offer to give us a ride back home, which was very nice. Yeah, it was very nice of them, but we didn't we didn't need that. It's out the way. Yeah. It's so. kind of inconvenient and Sam and I needed to go and walk around the seaport some more. I mean, we're we're gritty guys. We it would take the tea home. It was still freezing cold too. It was by it this was point cold. it was like thirty five and windy. It was. But so yeah, that's about it. Um, in terms of like date number one versus date number two, this one was a lot more tame. Like, I don't know what you thought about it, but in my eyes, you know, Laura definitely has energy to her, but it's not even close to Petra and Summer in terms of like. I don't even know what the words would be. They just had absurd stories, Petra and Summer did. Yeah. Like, ridiculous stuff. I mean, you listen, if you listen to it, the last uh, the last podcast where we brought them on, you can you can tell straight straight from the podcast, they are, they are characters. They're something else. Very unique. There's a lot of energy that goes to it. This was a different type of energy. It was a lot more of a chill date. You know, we're grabbing dinner. Just kind of hanging out, talking a little bit, nothing crazy. We didn't really have any like super hot topics. I mean, the you could say the vaccine thing and the GME thing, but I mean, really nothing really crazy to be quite honest. Like, you know, it was very, very chill, very relaxed, nothing. I wasn't really that nervous on this one. I don't know about you. No, honestly, at this point, I was kind of settled into the concept like, once, once you're comfortable with the concept of going in blind to a double date, you just kind of, you, you just know exactly what you're getting into and 
you just go for it. It was a Thursday night too. So, you know, they probably had school the next day. Logan had work the next day. People, I think during the weekend, just have more energy. Everything's a little more exciting on the weekend. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was also still, you know, COVID time. Yeah. But in terms of so. a date, like, you know, it, it was fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it I was had a good time. time. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, but in terms of, like I said, compared to the first date, definitely not as, I mean, our first date wasn't even wild, so to say, aside from them just talking about wild stories. It was a lot less uneventful, too. You know, we didn't have to walk five miles home, which was a good thing. Yeah. My legs felt way better after this date than they did after the first one. <laughs> so, I mean, that's about it for date number two. Like, um, I would say it was a, a successful date. I, um, you know, got nothing bad to say, to be honest. No, it was another great time. They're pretty cool people. Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate hearing their stories. Um, and... Yeah, nothing more to add. They were both super nice. Yeah. Oh, should we should we do this? The uh, one thing we admired about them? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, you shoot them first. I mean, with Megan, I mean, the fact that... Oh, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. Megan, I apologize for this. <laughs> I was telling Logan, so uh, they went to the bathroom before um, we were like getting ready to leave. So we were standing outside and <laughs> I am really bad with names. If you tell me your name, I am going to forget it unless something noteworthy really happens. And I'm standing outside with Logan. I'm like, dude, Logan, I don't remember what this girl's name is. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have no clue what her name is. Is her name Megan? Like, I literally said, is her name Megan? Of course, Megan's not her real name. But I, was, I told Logan, like, is her name Megan? And he's like, no, <laughs> it is not <laughs> Megan. And I'm like, oh, thank the Lord I didn't call her Megan because that would have been awkward it was funny because at that point was when i realized every time we asked them questions or sam would ask him a question he would he would point <laughs> the question at laura and say her name and then he would go and how about <laughs> you and point at megan and he would never refer to her by name and that's when it clicked for me and i was like wow you really had no idea did you it's bad because it's not just her it's everybody i will remember everything about you i'll remember what you're wearing i'll remember the details you talk about I will not remember your name and I don't know why. And it's, I've always been like that. It's not a new thing. I've never been good with names. I'm good at, once I know you, if I remember your name, you know, I'm pretty good at it. But if you just meet me randomly, I'm 100% going to forget your name within 30 seconds of meeting you. <laughs> yeah. Tough draw. Some things get lost in the shuffle. Anyways, anyways, with Megan, I mean, of course, super nice. The fact that she, I mean, that she knows what she wants to do for that long and she still likes it i mean that is something else i love that about her so shout out megan that's super cool i wish you luck in your teaching journey uh laura laura i mean how spontaneous she is um very like i said responsive good conversationalist it was just a great time being around laura yeah i mean cool person yep agreed um I mean, you kind of cherry picked what I was thinking for some of these, but I guess I would say for Megan, uh, she was very sweet. Just honestly, just like a good, honest human being. There's there's things to appreciate in that, you know? Yeah. Um, so for that, Megan, thank you for just being who you are, I guess. Shout out, Megan. Um, and then for Laura, I would say, honestly, I respect that she had kind of 
a bit of a, a fire to her. Oh, you know, yeah, she she sure. was willing to stand up for herself, and I respect that. So, Laura, good stuff. Keep it up. <laughs> Although I did win that battle over the GameStop and the Dogecoin, I'm claiming victory. I didn't actually claim it at the table, so it's not official. But Ooh, I win. You hear that, Laura? I think he's calling you out. I might be. Maybe you'll have to come on, discuss it again with him. Give the people your take. We'll see who really won. Anyways. In terms of Lolita's as a date spot, what would you say? Now, granted, like we said, this was COVID times, so. Yeah, but even at at COVID times, do you remember how loud it was in there? It was so loud. It was pretty dark. I mean, the lighting and stuff in there, it's cool. It's a good vibe, but it was so loud. Like, I, it. I had a lot of double takes trying to figure out what they were saying. Yeah. So, honestly, for me, I, the food was good. It was a cool atmosphere in terms of the lighting, the decor, that kind of stuff. But, honestly, I don't think you're going to catch me on a date there. There you have it. I I can't see myself going on another date there. Um, maybe if you were just getting drinks or something. But, very, very loud. I like Dylan's more. As a yeah. date spot. I will say Lolita's in the summer out back. That's probably a whole different experience. And I enjoyed it a lot when I did that. So keep it for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you have it. So that's double date number two. We hope you guys liked listening to this. We hope that you enjoyed this story a little bit. We will be back very, very soon. Because guess what? We were lucky enough to go on a third double date. Number three. Surprisingly. Once again, we still don't have any clue why these girls go on dates with us, but here we are. We're glad to share the experiences with you all. We hope you guys enjoyed a little bit. Yeah, we definitely hope you enjoy them. If you have any comments, any questions, by all means, hit us in the DMs on the podcast Instagram at Disco Inferno, the podcast. And also don't forget, if you have comfort challenges, please send them along. We'd be happy to review and possibly even do a couple of them. In the very near future as well, we're going to be throwing in a couple more just random episodes, not even really necessarily related to double dating, just episodes about topics that we find interesting or topics that have kind of led to some fun stories in our lives. So we'll be bringing up some of those episodes, but without a doubt, we're going to be coming back, coming back on... Just botched that so hard. We're going to be coming back in fire, blazing, guns drawn, ready to absolutely rip the podcast game with the next couple episodes. And we're glad that you guys are on this journey with us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.